0: When the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for me.
1: Ken Carpenter, welcoming you to Philco Radio Time, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter, his chorus and orchestra, Skitch Henderson, the charioteers, Peggy Lee, and here's our golden voice thrush himself, Bing Crosby. Thrush? Yes. Thrush,
0: yes. This is lint on my shoulders, not feathers, Ken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew it wasn't dandruff.
0: Anyway, mm. Please, in the future, watch your introductions, will you? Last year, you called me a silver-toned canary, and I got four tons of birdseed for Christmas. Oh. Yes, I did.
1: What did you ever do with all that birdseed, babe? Oh,
0: I dumped it out in the backyard. It was very nourishing, too. The sparrows in my neighborhood got so muscle-bound they couldn't fly. <laughs>
1: How'd they get around?
0: I stole my station wagon or oh. something. Like Ken, do you know we developed some fat finches around there that make Laritz Melchior sound like a titmouse? Really? But enough of this birdseed. If the orioles of the vocal group will flutter around, we'll chirp our way through a gal in Calico. I met a gal in Calico down in Santa Fe, used to be her Sunday boat till I rode away. Do I want her? Do I want her love? Yes, sir. Will I win her? Will I win her love? Wait and see. Working with a rodeo, go from town to town see most every kind of gal, every kind of gown, but who made my heart sing, yippee eye
2: hippie
0: my little gal in Calico.
2: You can have your gal and silk and satin those who drape their shape and drape their sheen. Take
3: your city gal to go around hi-hat and think and they look swell in velveteen
2: When they're wrapped in sable we're not able to imagine how they look
0: I'm just a country boy and any country boy knows a fancy cover doesn't make a fancy book. Knows a fancy cover doesn't make a book I'll take my gal in Calico. Calico Down in Santa Fe Santa Fe Yes Santa Fe. I'd better let her know that I feel this way Is she waitin'? Is she waitin'? She better be Am I hoping to be roping her, yes, sir I'm gonna quit the rodeo, rodeo. gonna settle down, do, 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 do. buy a bolt of calico.
2: calico,
0: or a wedding gown. Then will I fence her in, my little girl in care.
2: Yippee-yay, yippee-oh Little gal, Calico
0: Yippee-tie, yay-tie, yay
1: oh Oh, great thing yippee yeah yippee-yo, yippee yeah yoo-hoo
0: Ken, is this what Calico does to you? Why, no,
1: that's what Philco does to me Yoo-hoo
0: Wait a minute, this boy seems to have snapped his cap
1: Yes? Yeah?
0: <laughs> Not a very pretty spectacle, I want to tell you When the president of the Afra blows his
1: top right in front of the radio <laughs> 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 oh, See, I, I haven't blown my top well,
0: what's come over well, you dear boy at least not as
1: much as I should considering at this Christmas the Philco dealers have the biggest selection of new radios and radio phonographs since before the war
0: well yippee ya yippee-yay, yippee-yay and, and yahoo
1: yeah you can say that again babe. oh no
0: Ken I could never again get the same feeling in it <laughs>
1: You could get nah, the same feeling, Bing, if you drop in any Philco dealers with me and see that you can give something new and different for Christmas. You're right, Carp.
0: I'm familiar with Philco's brand-new invention, the 1201, Philco's new kind of radio phonograph.
1: Yeah, what about that marvelous new Philco portable, the smart set with the smart set?
0: Aren't we the ones to have such clever merchandising? <laughs> And how munificent of the Philco people To let us sell these sets Instead of keeping them all for ourselves
1: <laughs> oh, it's a boom-bing a boom-bong A, boom, boom, a, boom, a Bing, veritable boom, boom. boom This boom, Christmas, there's a Philco for everyone Master
0: Skitch Henderson Aged 27, 11 months and a fortnight Drops his popsicle now and joins me In Rumors Are Flying Rumors Are Flying that you've got me sighing that i'm in a crazy kind of a day a lazy sort of a haze when i go walking i hear people talking they say our affair is not just a passing phase and they whisper About the flower I keep sending you By the dozen And they wonder About the hour That I spend with you It's got them buzzing Rumors are
2: flying
0: And I'm not denying That people are sure I'm falling in love with you Cause for a change, darling
2: All
0: the rumors are true Whisper about flowers. I keep sending you by the dozen, and they wonder about the hours that I spend with you. It keeps them buzzing. Rumors are flying. And I'm not denying That people are sure I'm falling in love with you Cause for a change, darling All the rumors are The task at hand just now is to present Peggy Lee. Peg was here last week, and those of you who heard her will understand why she's a definite must for this week.
4: Well, thank you, Mr. C. You seem to be in an expansive holiday mood this evening. Oh, I'm
0: jolly, Peg, jolly. Got my Christmas shopping all done. Mm-hmm. Bought the kids just what they wanted, you know, a, a herd of sheep.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, what do your boys want with a herd of sheep? Oh,
0: they'll take anything to get out of mowing the lawn. <laughs>
4: Gee huh? I I just can't believe That you're the father of four boys
0: Well, Peggy, as they say on the Red Skelton Show Now medical science offers Proof positive <laughs> Which brings us To your first musical offering, Peg What'll it be?
4: It's all over now
0: Oh, this I know will be great
4: You used to love to hold all over now You used to whisper little things to set me aglow But it's all over now I listened to you tell me little white lies Never thought you meant to deceive Whoever would have doubted And all the little kisses that you made me believe Remember how I planned a little home by a stream Where we'd spend every day You must have thought me crazy when I painted that dream Cause you threw I kind of wish that things would be different Have a happy ending somehow But I guess you only took me For a ride in the dark Cause it's all over now Remember how You must have thought me crazy when I painted that dream Cause you threw
0: That was grand, Peg And don't go cutting out just yet Because you and I have a little duet To dish up in the semi-immediate future Currently, we uh, adjust our auditory apparatus And fix our attention upon the blonde youth Ogling the 88 In a number which he tenderly dedicates To Skitch Henderson Here is Skitch Henderson playing the man I love
5: Oh, (laughs) gosh, Bing I'm not as crazy as myself about
0: that Now, what's this? I'm not as crazy as myself about that I'm not as crazy as myself This boy's talking Esperanto or (laughs) something to be, but we Wait a quarreled. minute now. does this go right back. Right. Here is Skitch Henderson playing The Man I Love. Well, gosh,
5: Bing, I'm not as crazy about myself as all that. <laughs> I used to be, but we
0: quarreled. You see, you lost a big laugh. If you'd have read that right the first time, you'd have got a five-minute yuck. <laughs> if you're not conscious of your good looks, Skitch, why are you always staring into the mirror? Well bingo I'm hoping to shave soon. Oh. Uh-oh. And the minute anything
5: sprouts I'm going to grab my chicken be fuzz.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the impassioned longings of boyhood. I tell you sketch you can get a head start now by skipping over to the keyboard and working yourself into a lather. Come on now push pull click click push pull click. <laughs> clever sketch the Kid plays a lot better than he talks You can see that <clears throat> At this point <laughs> I want to make bold To do a tune It's very big just now With torch in hand I climb a ladder To the highest mic On the stage To sing the old Lamp lighter He made the night A little brighter As he came toddling down the street His smile would hide A lonely heart, you see If there were sweethearts In the park He'd pass a lamp And leave it dark Remembering the days That used to be For he recalls When dreams were new He loved someone Who loved him too Who walks alone in memory, he made the night a little brighter, wherever he would go, the old lamp lighter. If you look up at the sky, you'll understand the reason why. The little stars at night are all aglow. He turns them on when night is here. He turns them off when dawn is near. The little man we love. Charioteers in a rare humor tonight, they choose to dally with romance because I see their singing, I Love You for Sentimental Reasons. Thank you, charioteers. That was fine. Yeah, to those of you who are not accustomed to peering at the credits on sheet music, we'd like to remind you that Miss Peggy Lee not only sends a song through the mic, she's also put quite a few of them down on paper along with Dave Barber. Tonight, they've come up with a new one recently titled, uh, I believe it's in your script there, Peggy. What's, what's the mm. name of it?
4: Yes, uh... Everything is Moving Too Fast.
0: Well, let's sing it together. I'll slow it up for you a little.
4: <laughs> okay, Bing, let's take some and leave some.
0: Yes,
2: ma'am.
4: A farmer, A day to get to town Now it takes a minute till his plane comes down Cause everything's moving too fast Everything is moving too fast You better save your money Cause everything is moving too
2: fast
0: You used to eat your spinach Now you never will Because you think it's modern To take it in a pill And everything's moving too fast Everything is moving too
2: fast
0: You better save your money Cause everything is moving too fast
4: I had a covered wagon Then a Model T I put them in the junkyard They don't jump enough for me Cause everything is moving too fast Everything is moving too fast You better save your money Cause everything is moving too fast
0: talk of rockets shooting to the moon. I thought that you were crazy, but I'm taking one at noon. And everything is moving too fast. Everything is moving too fast. You better save the money because everything is moving too fast.
4: My papa used to get his kicks from music that was sweet.
0: Now he gets his message from a boogie-woogie beat because everything Everything is moving, uh, muy rápido. And I would like to point out, Dave Barber threw in some fine guitar behind us there. Now, Ken Carpenter, don't you think the Philco man better get a move on and segue into the Philco for Christmas department before Santa Claus crowds us off the air, hmm?
1: Well, not so fast, Bing. We still got five shopping days to pick out that Philco radio for Christmas, and it's a sense the pickings were never better. Not only the greatest selection of Philco radios and radio phonographs since before the war, but every one of them new in design and performance. Take a brand new invention like that 1201. You couldn't name a teenage youngster who wouldn't go for this new kind of radio phonograph. And look at those beautiful Philco console models. Why, it's five years since you had a chance to buy your family big sets like these. And how could you miss with that revolutionary Philco portable? Or the table model radiophonograph with the new automatic record changer. In fact, every one of those handsome Philco table models is a knockout. A new and attractive present. So give any one of these fine radios for Christmas and you're giving a new world of radio listening pleasure. And you're giving a Philco, famous for quality the world over.
0: Sorry, Ken. I know you must be ahead of me on this one. Irving Berlin's great song seems to become a permanent part of the yuletide season. i This card I write May your days Be merry and
2: bright
0: And may all your Christmases I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the one Shit. Yeah. the Hollywood Boulevard to gander at the gay decorations, mingle with the gay throngs, watch Bob Hope make mucky shines in the Santa Claus parade, I would like to remind you all that we'll be back at the same time next week with our Christmas show. In addition to much music and the yuletide spirit, we will present Charles Tazewell's Christmas play, The Small One. We hope to see you then. Good night.
1: Bill Morrow and Myrtle McKenzie. Tune in to Philco Radio Time next week and hear Bing's special Christmas show. And remember, this Christmas, give a Philco, famous for quality the world over.
3: Tooth Powder For a Breath That's Sweet And Teeth That Sparkle Presents The Mel Blank Show With Mary Jane Croft Joe Kearns Hans Conried, Earl Ross The Sportsman Victor Miller And his orchestra And Mel Blank The creator of the voice Of Bugs Bunny uh,
6: What's up Doc? Playing his new character Zookie Hello everybody Hello everybody, 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 everybody,
3: everybody,
2: everybody.
3: <laughs> Hi And starring Starring himself in person Mel Blank Good evening folks
2: candy
6: when i've got you when i only see the sunny side even trouble has its funny side when you're gone sugar candy i get lonesome i get so blue when you're handy it's fine and dandy but when you're gone what can i do
2: I get lonesome,
3: kind of blue. When you're gone, what can I do? Uh, thank you, sportsman and Victor Miller. Well, last night was date night in Mel Blanc's little town, and in almost every house, prospective father-in-laws were bidding cheery goodbyes to courting swains. In the Anderson house, Mr. Anderson was saying, Good night, Joe.
6: Good night, Mr. Anderson.
3: And in the Brown household, Mr. Brown was saying, Good night, Sam. Good night, Mr. Brown. And in the Colby house where Mel Blank spent the evening courting his girl, Betty, Betty's father, Mr. Colby, was saying, Get out of here and
6: never come back again. (laughs) Good night, Mr. Colby.
3: So the next morning, we find Mel sitting, uh, or standing, in his fix-it shop, talking to Betty's kid brother, Tommy. You know, Tommy, I can't figure your father out. What do you mean, Mel?
6: Well, I don't know whether he likes me or not. Last night, he threw me out of the house, and yet the night before, he said, Mel, go out and take my car. He even escorted me to the driver's seat and started the motor, waved goodbye, and said, Mel, run her all night. Well, what's wrong with that? In a locked garage? (laughs) It doesn't look right.
2: (laughs)
7: Well, it's your own fault, Mel. You act too much like a weakling. I'm a weakling?
6: Your father's the one who's a weakling. Why, yesterday he was strangling me for ten minutes before he finally let go of my throat.
7: Well, that's because he thought you were dead.
2: (laughs)
6: Well, I fooled him. Blue is my natural color.
2: (laughs) Uh,
7: Mel, why don't you use a different approach to my old man? Stop walking in on your hands and knees. <laughs> why don't you be pleasant?
6: Crack a few jokes. Say, that's a great idea, Tommy. After all, I'm a natural-born comedian. Listen to this great joke, kid. It seems George Washington's father bought him a little hatchet. And that night, little George, instead of chopping down a cherry tree, sneaked into his father's room and tried to take a chip off the old block. <laughs> You get a chip off the old block. Hatch it. Hatch it. Hatch it yourself. You laid it. <laughs> it's a fine way to talk to your prospective brother-in-law. Don't forget, someday I'll marry your sister, Betty, and then, who knows, you may even have a little nephew that looks just like me. So I'll be a monkey's uncle. <laughs> Stop
7: kidding yourself, Mel. You'll never marry my sister as long as my father hates you like he does.
6: Yeah, that's what you think. Oh, you better go, Tommy. Here comes my lodge president, Mr. Cushing. He's a very important guy.
7: Oh, is that the lodge pop is trying to get into? The loyal order of benevolent zebras? Yeah. (laughs) Well, greeting,
6: Brother Zebra. ugga uga boo ugga-boo-boo-uga.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Greetings, mighty potentate. Ugga-uga-boo, ugga-boo-boo-uga. Uh, so long, Tommy. This is all secret lodge business.
7: Yeah, you know, I get it. Ugga-uga-boo. <laughs> What's such a secret? I said that before I could talk.
2: <laughs>
7: well,
6: I just came around to remind you about the important meeting tonight, Mal. Looks like we're about to get that priority to build a new lodge auditorium. Gee, I thought there were a lot of people ahead of us. Well, the top priority went to the pool hall. (laughs) Then came the saloon and then the bowling alley. We're ahead of only one person. Who's that? A veteran who wants to build a house. (laughs) (laughs) And another thing, Mel, we're voting on Colby's application for membership. I thought Betty's father was voted in last year. Well, he didn't get quite enough votes. So we declared him a zebra without stripes. Well, what's that? A jackass
2: <laughs>
6: Well, I sure would like to be there to vote for him But I've got something more important I gotta go up to Mr. Colby's house and square myself with him Well, are you in trouble with Colby again? <laughs> What'd you do this time to make him mad? Well, last night Mr. Colby finally got delivery on his new 1946 console radio You should have seen it They delivered it in a beautiful plastic crate In fact, it was so beautiful it got me all confused Well, what did you do? I threw out the radio and plugged in the crate. So that's why he tossed you out of the house again, huh? Yeah. I've been tossed on the lawn so much, I'm beginning to feel like the afternoon paper. (laughs) Gee, if I only knew what to do to make Mr. Colby like me. I can't even get near him. Well, Mel, why don't you send your assistant, Zuki over? You let him uh, deliver a box of candy and attach a personal note. Nothing better. Hey, that's a good idea. Thank you, mighty potentate. Well, anything to help a brother zebra, you know. So long, Mel. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, (laughs) ugga. Ugga, boo, boo, ugga, ugga, boo, boo. Oh, careful, Mel. You slipped up on that password. (laughs) Well, what do you mean? You uggered when you should have
2: booed. (laughs) (laughs) Now to get
6: a box of candy and write a little note. Boy, this is great. I can just see Zuki giving it to Mr. Colby now. Hello, Zooki. What brings you here? Oh, hello, Mr. Colby. Uh, 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 Mel sent me over with this uh, (laughs) uh, box of candy. Oh, huh. That nincompoop Mel is trying to get in good with me. Uh, Two pounds of assorted fruits and nuts. And a note from him, too. Yeah, it's a poem. I'll read it to you. (laughs)
7: Roses are red. (laughs) (laughs) Violets are blue. Uh, That's why I send these fruits and Enemy, 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 enemy (laughs) enemy, And and nuts to you
2: Oh, Betty,
6: (laughs) Betty Look what Mel sent over Oh,
2: gee
8: Oh, that's nice Oh,
2: hello, Zookie Hello,
6: Betty Betty Thanks
8: Silky, Mel must have spent a lot of money on this candy.
7: Well, he, he took it out of the bank. Uh, bank uh, you see, he, he, he traded <laughs> in as a courtier. He collected some uh, money. <laughs>
6: my salary. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
6: well, the candy's nice, but I don't know whether I ought to forgive Mel for what he did to my new radio. I got a repairman coming in to fix the radio, and it's costing me $50.
2: Daddy, why
8: don't you give Mel another chance?
6: I don't want him near that radio. Tonight, my favorite program is on, and I want to hear it. Oh, but Mel could fix your radio. He, he fixed the Anderson radio,
7: and, and now it brings in all the program. Program. Pro- 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 you can get Africa. you can get China... China uh, you can get Rush... Uh, rebe, ru, uh,
6: <laughs> it's dead as a doornail.
2: <laughs> <laughs> However,
6: I can't overlook the fact that Mel did make a peace offering. So, Zookie, you may tell Mel he can come over here tonight to see Betty. But he's got to keep his hands off the radio.
8: Oh, I'll promise for Mel, Father. Zookie, now you run back to the fix-it shop and tell Mel.
6: Oh, okay. Oh, this is swell. Uh, wh- when I tell Mel, why <laughs>
7: he'll be so happy, he'll take me in his arms and he'll uh, hug... And he'll uh, k- k- kiss...
6: K- <laughs> hey, Betty, you better go.
2: Use Colgate gate-tooth
6: powder Keep smiling just right Use it each morning And use it each night Don't take a chance With your romance Use Colgate Tooth Powder.
3: A girl who has a breath of trouble is seldom asked to date up double. Don't let a breath of trouble, I mean unpleasing breath, hurt your popularity. Thousands who don't even suspect it are victims of unpleasing breath. So be on your guard. Do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten... Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate tooth powder. Remember to buy it first thing, and remember the name, Colgate tooth powder, with the accent on powder.
6: Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate
2: tooth powder!
3: Now back to Victor Miller and the sportsman doing five minutes more
2: Give me five minutes more only five minutes more let
6: me stay let me stay in your arms
2: Here am I begging for Only five minutes more. Only five minutes more of your
6: charm. All week long I dreamed about
5: our
3: Saturday date
2: Don't you know that Sunday
3: morning you can sleep late Give me five
2: minutes more, only five minutes more Let me stay, let me stay forever in your arms
3: The gift of a two-pound box of nuts and fruits Mel had made Mr. Colby forget the fact that he almost ruined Mr. Colby's brand-new 1946 console radio. So what was a scene of terror last night has turned into a meeting of jolly fellowship tonight as we once again find Mel in the Colby home. Try this one, Mr. Colby. It's a liquid cherry.
6: Oh, no, Mel. I know a caramel when I see one. Uh-uh. It's a liquid cherry, Mr. Colby. Don't tell me. I know it's a caramel. Here, I'll squeeze it. Well, with a little whipped cream on your head, you'd look just like a sundae <laughs> uh, You know, Mr. Colby, that's a wonderful radio you got there Yes, and I've waited five years for it I can hardly wait for the repairman to come and hook it up Gosh, it's a beauty Eight push buttons, and all you have to do is press it like... <laughs> Mr. Colby, get your hands off my throat. Well, you keep your hands off that radio. <laughs> oh, but Mr. Colby, I'm the handiest man in this town. Even when I was a kid, they called me Kid Fixeth. I'll never forget when I was ten, there was a gas leak in my neighbor's house. Right away, they called me. So I went down the cellar looking for that gas leak with a candle, a box of matches, and a cigarette lighter. <laughs> I'll bet they threw you out of the house. What house? (laughs) Uh, But no kidding, I can really fix that radio.
8: Oh, hello, Mel. Hi, Betty. Daddy, are you getting angry again?
6: No, but your boyfriend had better stop his stupid bragging. He's just proving what I've always said. His head is full of hot air.
8: Father, that's not fair. Everyone in town is saying that his head is full of hot air. But believe me, there's nothing in it. (laughs) (laughs) Father, Mel is never going to get anywhere unless someone gives him a chance. And who else should give him a chance but those closest to him?
6: That's right, Mr. Colby. And after all, I'm going to marry your daughter. You're going to marry my daughter? Have you ever thought about me? Yes, but (laughs) Betty's much prettier. (laughs) But Betty, Mel can't support you. You need the necessities of life. How will you get them? We'll charge them. All right, all right. You'll charge them. One month, two months, three months. And then what will you do? We'll move to another neighborhood and start all over again. Doesn't everybody? Why, I'd have to be an idiot to let you marry my daughter. Thank you for your consent. Oh, I had enough of this. I'm going to... unlook oh, look, Mr. Colby, I've taken all I can from you. Oh, really? What are you going to do about it? How would you like to step outside? That suits me fine. Come on. Okay. Oh. Well, Betty, now that we're alone... <laughs> I think that I ought to... Mel blank. What'd you say, Mr. Colby? <clears throat>
8: Father, oh. control yourself. You can't strike Mel. After all, he soon may be your own lodge brother. Well,
6: oh, oh yes, yes, yes. I, I was supposed to run down to the meeting and see if they'd voted me in. Oh, I'm late already. All right, Betty, you stay here and watch Mel. Now, don't you let him touch that radio. The repairman ought to be here any minute. Now,
8: now. don't you worry about it. Goodbye, Father.
6: Well, goodbye, Betty.
8: Aren't you gonna say goodbye to Mel?
6: (laughs) You know, there's one thing that worries me, Betty. With your father hating me so much, you're liable to begin to hate me too.
8: Oh no, darling. I'll always love you. Even though I don't know exactly why. After all, you're you're not handsome. You're not intelligent. You're not successful. You're not...
6: Please, kidding. Betty, this could go on all night.
8: <laughs>
6: well, let's forget about your father for a minute, darling. We're all alone now, and I... I have a much more important question to ask you.
8: Oh, Mel. Well, <laughs> oh, this is so sudden. Oh, Betty. Yes, Mel? Betty, I... Go on, Mel. Ask me that question.
6: All right. Betty, can I fix your father's radio? <laughs>
8: You stay away from that radio.
6: No, this is my big chance to show off to your father.
8: But, Mel, are you sure you know what you're doing?
6: Betty, how can I go wrong? Here's the book of instructions. I'll start right from the beginning. It says, Follow the instructions in this booklet very carefully as this radio represents the result of 102 years of extensive electronic research and can be ruined in five minutes by a jerk like you. (laughs) Betty, your father wrote in this book Ah, who needs this book anyway? Betty, bring me a hammer and a corkscrew Oh,
8: just a minute Oh, Mel, it's the repairman
6: Oh, we don't need him, send him away Bops
8: Bops. The radio's all fixed, I'm sorry, you had to come Bops (laughs) Is everything all right, Mel?
6: Sure, Betty, we're all set
8: But now there's a tube left over.
6: Well, let's not waste it. Screw it into the chandelier. (laughs) Well, let's go. Turn the knob, Betty.
8: Nothing's happening.
6: Well, you've got to give the set a chance to warm up. You see, the tubes are beginning to light up. See, it's getting nice and warm. Hmm. Now the wires are beginning to light up. (laughs) Hey, now the set is beginning to light up.
8: Shall I call the mechanic?
6: Call the fire department. Oh, don't be
8: silly. I'll pull out the plug. Oh. Gosh, you've ruined the radio.
6: Oh, Betty, this is the darkest moment of my life.
8: Well, it's the same for me, Mel.
6: Well, you're a little better off. I left my life insurance policy in your name.
8: Uh -oh. Oh, Mel, here comes Father. Why don't you try to get away?
6: Oh, it's too late. Oh, wait a minute. Why should I die without a struggle? I got an idea. I'm a born actor.
8: What are you thinking of, Mel?
6: I'll get in back of the radio set and act. Whatever your father tunes in, I'll do.
8: Oh, Mel, that's ridiculous.
6: Well, sure, I could do it. I'll hop, I'll hop in back of the set right now.
8: Oh, Father, we, uh, I didn't expect you back so soon. Well,
6: I haven't finished voting at the lodge yet, so I came back. Uh, where's Mel?
8: Well, he's in back of the, uh, he uh, went back. <laughs>
6: oh, went back. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, Benny, I just saw the mechanic's truck pull away from the house. Now I can listen to my radio.
8: Oh, but Daddy... A step
6: aside, Betty. It's time for my favorite program, the Movie Guild Playhouse, and tonight they have two big stars. I'll turn it on. Oh, Cherie, I love you. I love you. I love you.
9: Oh, Pepe. Do you rally? Rally, do you? Do
6: you rally? Oh, Sherry, you know I do, I do, I do.
9: Rally, I'm so glad you do. Rally, I am.
6: (laughs) Rally. This is dreadful. I'm going to write to the movie guild playhouse people. Address all letters to 160 South Vista Street.
8: (laughs) This is unbelievable.
6: I got to get some music. Oh, yes, the Uh, Philharmonic is on.
8: The Philharmonic? Oh, but, Daddy, he can.
6: Uh, I'll just push the button. And now the house lights dim in Carnegie Hall. The spotlight picks up the conductor as he mounts the podium. And now the orchestra plays the overture from Tristan and Isolde.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good heavens! I've
6: never heard the Philharmonic play like that. And now the Philharmonic continues with Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Oh, well, maybe this will be a little better.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is impossible.
6: I'll switch back to the Movie Guild.
9: Peppy, I do love you. Really. I do,
6: really. And I do, too. Do, too. Do, too. Oh, it's getting worse all the time. I'll turn back to the Philharmonic.
2: <laughs> oh, no! <laughs>
6: Oh, there's something wrong with this radio. Oh, maybe I'll have better luck on the short wave. Aishlovich, Matuka, Daronik, Giboya, Gifinia, leading by 50,000 votes. Kopniak, <laughs> Bionite, Lubia, 16, UCLA, Nyati. Pania, Bruca, Ichia, Doma, Pania, Lukia, Eastern Colombia Broadway at night. Something is wrong with this radio, Father. I... I'll just feel around in the back of the set. Now let me, uh, uh, Betty. Yes,
2: Father.
6: One of these tubes has hair on
2: it. <laughs> Wait just a minute. I look
6: behind the set. Mel Blanc, what have you got to say for yourself? <laughs>
2: oh! <laughs> I'm going
6: to take you and break every bone. uh, uh, Oh, oh, it's Mr. Cushing. Oh, come in, sit down. I'll be through in just a minute. Uh, Greetings, Mel. Mr. Colby, why are you standing on Mel's head? (laughs) I'm not standing on his head. I'm jumping up and down. (laughs) Well, you'd better stop, because the lodge is deadlocked. Twelve for you and twelve against you. And Mel has the deciding vote. He has? Mm. I mean, uh... He has? Well, Mel, my son, come on, get up off the floor. Are you uh, going to vote for me? Well, get your foot out of my mouth first, Mr. Colby. Oh, okay. me. Mel, my boy, tell me, am I in the lodge? Mr. Cushing, hmm. let me whisper my decision in your ear. Well, am I in? Mr. Colby, allow me to be the first to say... Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Mel, my boy! Ugga, ugga, boo,
2: ugga, boo, boo, boo,
3: ugga. Mel Black will be back in just a minute.
2: Use Colgate tooth powder. Keep smiling, just right. Use it each morning
6: and use it each night. Don't take a chance with your romance.
3: Use Colgate
6: tooth powder.
3: A breath of trouble, I mean unpleasing breath, can lose you friends and alienate people. So ask yourself if you could have this social handicap. Best thing to do is to guard against it. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with
6: your romance. Use Colgate powder. And this is Mel Blanc saying thanks for listening. Good night and... Uh, the end of 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 the end. That's all, folks. <laughs>
3: Eastern Heaston reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder for A Breath That's Sweet and Teeth That Sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop.
5: Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather. quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to Dulling's soap film. Get Halo shampoo at any cosmetic counter.
3: This show was produced and directed by Joe Rhines. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Wood, Colgate Tooth Powder for a Breath That's Sweet and Teeth That Sparkle presents The Mel Blank Show with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Hans Conried, Earl Ross, the sportsman Victor Miller and his orchestra, and Mel Blank, the creator of Bugs Bunny.
2: Yeah.
3: What's up, Doc? Playing his new character, Zookie. Hello, everybody, 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 everybody,
2: everybody, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. And starring
3: himself in person, Mel Blank. Good evening, folks. Well, it's Saturday afternoon in Mel Blanc's little town, and Mel and his girl Betty, like most romantic young couples, are enjoying the movie matinee at the Bijou. Now the show is over, and in some dark spot of the theater, we hear Mary Jones saying to her boyfriend,
8: We have to go now, Frank. Take your arm away.
3: (laughs) And in the back row, we hear Susan Arnold saying to her boyfriend,
9: All right, Henry, the lights are up. Wipe that lipstick off your
8: face.
3: In another dimly lit corner of the theater, where Mel has been sitting with Betty, we hear Betty saying...
8: Oh, Mel, the picture's over. Wake up! <laughs> so
3: now we find Betty and Mel having left the theater, walking homeward, and Mel, still under the influence of what he has just seen, is enacting a portion of the picture. I want you, Ingrid. I'm going to take you in my arms and hug
6: you and squeeze you and crush you tighter and tighter,
8: tighter! Mel! Get away from that lamppost.
6: Gosh, if only I were an actor. The salaries those guys make. Clark Gable, Robert Taylor, Gary Cooper. I'll bet some of them make as high as $50, $60 a week. Oh.
8: Darling, they make at least $1,000 a week. A $1,000
6: a week? Oh, Betty, if I made that much, we could live like kings. Eat the best. Every night, chow mein. <laughs> Don't be Oh, you think I can't be an actor, huh? <laughs> Look at that picture we just saw, Cloak and Dagger.
8: Oh, wasn't Gary Cooper wonderful?
6: Gary Cooper, Gary Cooper, Gary Cooper. I'll bet if his name was Sam Cooper, you wouldn't be so excited.
2: <laughs> what
6: does Gary Cooper do, anyway? The girl says to him, Gary, do you love me? Will you take me away with you? Will you marry me? And Gary just stands there and says, Yep. Yep. <laughs> Then the minister says, do you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? And Gary says, yep. (laughs) What a life. $25,000 a yep.
8: (laughs) Oh, Mel, now stop showing off and stop dreaming about being an actor.
6: Well, an actor makes a lot of money. And I'll bet your father would have more respect for me if I had a lot of money.
8: But that's where you're wrong, darling. Just be yourself. Let father respect you for your... your...
6: You see, I gotta have money.
2: (laughs) Oh, no,
8: Mel. No, you're all wrong. I know Father's beginning to like you, especially since you voted him into your lodge. In fact, he may even announce our engagement tonight. Oh,
6: oh, Betty, what a feeling.
8: <laughs> Isn't it wonderful, Mel?
6: Yeah. Like the time we had a strawberry soda and drank it with two straws. <laughs> yeah. And then we got reckless and threw one straw away. <laughs> well, here we are, Betty.
8: Yeah, here we are.
6: Gosh, it was a nice afternoon.
8: Yeah, sure was.
6: Well, thanks for walking me home, Betty.
2: Go on, on. Gosh,
6: I think I missed my chance. When she puckered up her lips, I bet I could have kissed her. Gosh, Betty sure is nice. I can just see Betty and me married, sharing this fix-it shop. How happy we'll be. Mr. and Mrs. Mel Blank. Then in a year or two... <laughs> We'll have some little
2: blanks. (laughs) A
6: little boy blank and a little girl blank head.
9: Hello, Mel. Oh,
6: hello, Mrs. Adams. What can I do for you?
9: Mel, I came over to ask you for a special favor.
6: Will you mind my baby? You mean little Julius here? (laughs) Oh, gosh, Mrs. Adams, this is a fix-it shop. If there's something wrong with a baby, I'll gladly fix (laughs) him. Oh, Mel. Oh, but, but I never took care of a baby before. Well, well look, what if, uh, well, suppose...
9: You mean uh, he, um...
6: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
6: well, uh, that's what these are for. Oh, fine. That's what I'll need. Bibs.
9: <laughs> well, I'll be back in a few hours, Mel. Don't let anything happen to little Julius.
6: I won't. Oh, look, he likes me. He's opening his mouth. <laughs>
9: He's putting his little hands around your
6: neck. Oh, tell him to stop squeezing.
2: <laughs> oh,
9: Mel, he's only a year old.
6: That kid's a killer.
9: Well, I've got to go now. Take good care of Julia. Goodbye.
6: Oh, goodbye, Mrs. Adams. Gee, what a cute little baby. I love babies. They're almost human. <laughs> Although, this one looks a little silly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. gee, he must have heard me.
2: <laughs>
6: oh, the baby's lonesome for company. Maybe he wants to talk to another baby. <laughs> <laughs> here, here.
9: Hold the
7: monkey wrench in your
2: hand.
6: <laughs> That's what you get for being nice to babies. Well, Julius, I have to put you down back here. Here comes Mr. Cushing, my lodge president. Hello, Mel. Aga, ugga boo, ugga boo, boo,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Greetings,
6: mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga boo, aga, boo, aga. I, uh, hope you don't mind me saying so, mighty potentate, but you look a little unhappy. Well, I'm having a little domestic trouble, Mel. The maid? No, the maid's all right. I can't stand my wife.
2: (laughs) You know, I'd leave
6: her in a minute. I'd leave her in a minute if she didn't have all that money. (laughs) I don't know why I'm standing here telling you all this,
2: Does not I've got no one to talk to.
6: Well, I think Betty and I are going to hit it off very well together, Mr. Cushing. Mel, Betty's (laughs) a fine girl. But I can only say what I say to every couple about to be married. Stop! (laughs) Oh, but Mr. Cushing, not my Betty. Well, go ahead, Mel. But you'll learn that before marriage, everything's wonderful. You're happy. You're in clover. And after the marriage... Poison
2: Ivy
6: Well, Mel, I've got to be on my way now Of course, you'll be at the lodge meeting tonight, won't you? Oh, gosh, mighty potentate, I can't make it What? Every loyal zebra should be there And especially you, inasmuch as it was your vote That got Mr. Colby into the lodge And we're initiating him tonight But, Mr. Cushing, I can't go I promised to mind Mrs. Adams' baby I don't care if you promised to mind Mrs. Adams
2: Now, you'll be there
6: Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga <laughs> Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, But I still don't think I can be there No, you better be there if you know which side your ugga is buttered on
2: <laughs>
6: Oh, this is terrible
2: <laughs>
6: I'm supposed to go to the lodge? I've got to mind, Julius? Mr. Colby's going to announce my engagement? I wonder what Gary Cooper would say in a spot like this I know. Yep. Use gate tooth powder, keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth
3: Powder. A breath of trouble, I've been told, can make a love affair grow cold. So don't let any breath of trouble, I mean unpleasing breath, spoil your chance of romance. You'll be wise to do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder. Don't take a
2: chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder.
3: Victor Miller and the sportsman doing I Feel a Song Coming On. Someone to mind the baby so he can attend the initiation of his future father-in-law, Mr. Colby, at the lodge meeting tonight. Right now, he's exhausted his list of friends. We find him working on Betty's kid brother, Tommy.
6: But listen, Tommy, you're my friend, aren't you? Uh,
7: look, Mel, when you mention friendship, you touch me deeply. When you mention old times sake, you touch me deeply. Now, do you really want to touch me deeply? Yeah. Mention
6: money.
2: (laughs) That's a fine way
6: to talk to your future brother-in-law.
7: You call that a future? <laughs> yeah, now, oh, hey, Mel, look, here comes your helper, Zuki. Why don't you get him to mind the baby? Hi, um, me, um,
6: me, um, me, Mel. Zuki, I've been looking for you all day long. Where have you been? Well, I was here to... Never mind. Just stay here and take care of Mrs. Adams' baby. I'm going down to the lodge meeting. Uh, come on, Tommy. Uh, so long, Zuki.
2: It's the,
6: it's the, it's the, it's the,
2: it's the, it's
6: the, it's the, it's Julie. it's the, it will be, i
2: will sing, I'll
7: sing him A will Oh, will 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 sing, will a uh, rock a baby on the tree, 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 tree. tree. Uh, a baby on the tree, it's tree, it's tree, 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 tree. <laughs> I better get down off this tree.
2: <laughs>
7: oh, what a, what a nice baby. Oh, <laughs>
2: go! Thanks.
7: I like babies. They touch a soft spot in my...
6: <laughs> Hello, Mr. Colby.
2: <laughs>
6: Hello, Zuki. Uh, where's Mel? Oh, he went to the lodge meeting a, a long time ago. He did? Well, that's odd. I stopped at Doc Brown's house, and he'd left, too. That's funny they left without me. I wonder why. Well, uh, if you want to ask my opinion, Mr. Colby. Yes? <laughs> I haven't got any. <laughs> well, frankly, I'm a bit hurt. I was going to tell Mel that he, uh, uh, perhaps could announce his engagement to Betty, and he didn't even wait for me.
7: Well, excuse me, Mr. Colby. I, I got to get back to the baby. Yes,
6: I was going to announce the engage. <laughs> baby? Yeah, I, I love babies, uh, especially when they're one mummy, mummy, uh, woman, uh, th- three mummy, uh, mummy, uh, when the
7: five mummy, uh, mummy, mummy. 17 years
2: old.
6: <laughs> Zuki, whose baby is that? Uh, well, you see, uh, M- M- Mel, uh, we, uh, uh,
2: Mel's
6: baby? <laughs> oh, oh. Mel's been two-timing Betty. <laughs> Mr. Colby, don't get excited. No uh, wonder he didn't wait for me to go to the meeting. Yes, he was afraid to face me. Okay, you got Mel all... B- I b- ain't going down <laughs> that uh, I'm going down there and break
2: every
6: bone in his body. But oh, oh, poor Mel! When Colby gets a hold of him, he'll he'll tear him to pieces. Oh, he'll rip him up. He'll break every bone in his body. Is there a doctor in the house? I now call this meeting to order in the name of the benevolent order of Lyle <laughs> The members will now rise and give the password. Boo,
2: boo, boo, boo,
6: boo. Brother Blank, we have finished saying the password. Oh, I'm not saying the password. Brother Miller has the hiccups, and I'm trying to scare it out of him.
2: <laughs> I
6: see. And now Brother Ross will read the minutes of the last meeting. Because the lodge hall was closed for repairs The last meeting was held In the back of Brother Murphy's bar and grill (laughs) First time in three years everyone attended (laughs) Brother Colby was voted in And in celebration of the event Brother Murphy brought in a round of beers (laughs) We quickly dispensed with old
2: business (laughs)
6: Brother Blank made a resolution To take $100 out of the treasury For the community chest Resolution was passed. Brother Murphy brought in another round of
2: beers.
6: (laughs) At this point, mighty potentate Cushing made a resolution to dispose of his wife. (laughs) It was passed unanimously. (laughs) And Brother Murphy brought in another round of (laughs) beers.
2: Brother Miller
6: fell out of the window. (laughs) A resolution was passed to petition Congress to make Murphy's Bar and Grill a national shrine.
2: <laughs> Brother Murphy
6: fell out of the window.
2: Another round of
6: beers was passed, the neighbors complained and the meeting was adjourned. Thank you, Brother Ross. And now, members, as you know, Brother Colby will be initiated tonight. That's why he was invited late. We will give him the husband and wife initiation which we used on Doc Brown. Brother Blank, we call upon you to initiate Mr. Colby. Me? Oh, oh, I can't do it. Mr. Colby is just about to announce my engagement to his daughter. And if I give him the husband and wife initiation, he's liable to call the whole thing off. Oh, Brother Blank, you've always bragged about being an actor. This is your chance. Well, yeah. Say, that's a good idea. And besides, he's made my life plenty miserable. This is my chance to get even with him coming up the steps, and he's raving mad. Uh Uh-oh, give me that wig and that dress. I'm really gonna give it to him. Now, everybody out. Dim the lights, dim the lights. Go out there and make it good, Mel. Okay. Mel Blank, when I get my hands on. Oh, gosh, it's dark in here. Well, what's happening? Where is everybody? There's nobody here. Nobody but little old me and big fat you. Well... There's supposed to be a meeting of the zebras here, Well, if you're looking for a zebra, you don't want me. I'll just run along. Oh, no. No, 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 don't do that. Stay a while. <laughs> uh, what's your name? Lulabelle Feigenspan-Hol. <laughs> Lulabelle, what a beautiful name. Y'all can call me Miss Feigenspan-Hol.
2: <laughs>
6: Golly, I just get goose bumpy all over being all alone with a big,
9: handsome man like you.
6: (laughs) Did you say handsome?
9: That's what I said. I said handsome. Handsome, that is. Mm, You northern boys are so strong. Do you all mind if I feel your muscles?
2: (laughs)
6: My, my, you got real Yankee muscles. Way up north. (laughs) All around your head.
2: <laughs>
6: Mind
9: if I call you Muffle Hair? <laughs>
6: a girl like you can call me anything. Oh, I'll bet if you ever took me in your arms, you could crush me to a pulp. Lula Bell, if I ever took you all in my arms, I wouldn't waste time of crushing you. <laughs> no? What would you do? I'd kiss you. Oh! <laughs> well... You can kiss me if you catch me. Uh, well, here I go. Oh! oh. <laughs> there you went. <laughs> Lula Belle, you tripped me. Oh, no, I didn't. I kicked you. Now, come here, Lula Belle. I was just trying to show you some northern hospitality. Well, you ain't gonna get any southern comfort from me. <laughs> Oh, well, pardon me. I've got to leave the room a moment. You wait right here. Here, Mel. Change into these clothes quick. You're terrific. When Colby tried to kiss you, we thought we'd die. (laughs) Yeah, it made me sick, too. (laughs) Okay, go on in now. Here's the shotgun. Yeah. Is that you, Lula Bell? Well, come in. (laughs) Aha! You thought you'd get away, you all, huh what? You've been a trifling with the affections of my wife, Lula Bell span Holes.
2: <laughs> Your wife?
6: Oh, what a ghastly mistake. How dare you call my wife a ghastly
2: mistake. <laughs>
6: I'm gonna take this gun and blow your brains out. <laughs> please, please, Mr. Feigenstein and holes Don't shoot me. I'm a good citizen. I work hard. I support a family. I pay my taxes. And when election time comes around, I go to the polls and vote. Oh, a Republican!
2: <laughs> That's the last
6: straw. I'm gonna fill you so full of holes, you're gonna look like... like cream tea. <laughs> Don't you mean Swiss cheese? No, I changed my mind. I'm going to beat you to a pulp. (laughs) So if you have anything further to say...
9: What do you mean uh, I can't come in? I'm coming in anyway.
7: Where's Mel Blanc? Zuki, I don't see Mel Blanc anywhere. Oh, uh, that's
6: him over there, Mrs. Adams, with a uh, gun in his hand. What? You're Mel Blank. Why, I'll tear you limb from limb. Now, now, don't get excited, musclehead. I mean, Mr. Colby. <laughs> I've never been so humiliated. Ogga, the boo, ogga, boo, boo, ogga. Hey, what, do you, what is this? What's going on around here? Oh, we just initiated you, Brother Colby, and you passed with flying and <laughs> Well, anyway, Mel Blank, I've got my own score to settle with you. You, the father of this child. Why, I'll annihilate you.
9: What? Mel, the father of this child? Julius, did you hear what that man said?
6: There you see, Mr. Colby. Well, oh, well, Mel, my boy, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I see. It's just been a big joke, that's all, huh?
9: (laughs) Well, maybe it's funny to you, but Mel Blank, you left my child with Zuki all night, and now look what happened. What? Listen to Julius.
3: Powder, keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. Don't take a chance with your
6: romance. Use Colgate
3: tooth powder. Keep this ever in your mind. A breath of trouble isn't kind. No, indeed. That breath of trouble, I mean, unpleasing breath, can ruin your romance, jeopardize your job, make you unhappy. Don't let this social handicap mark you down. Do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder.
6: Don't take a chance with your romance.
2: Use Colgate Tooth Powder.
3: This is Bud Heaston reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder for a Breath That's Sweet and Teeth That Sparkle brings you the Mel Blank Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blank's Fix-It Shop. <laughs>
5: Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo shampoo at any cosmetic counter.
2: The
3: Mel Blanc Show was written by Mac Benoff. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Colgate Tooth Powder presents the Mel Blanc Show with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Hans Conried, Earl Ross, the Sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny. Yeah. What's up, Doc? Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show with Mel playing his new character Zookie.
6: Hello, everybody! everybody, everybody. Hello, everybody! everybody. <laughs>
2: And starring
3: himself in person, Mel Blank. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. summer night in Mel Blanc's little town. The spirit of romance is in the air and the courting Casanovas are buying favors with which to greet their girlfriends. In the florist shop, Sam Brown is saying... Here's
6: five dollars. Give me the best orchid in the place.
3: And in the sweet shop, Henry Jones is saying...
6: Here's ten bucks. Give me the biggest box of candy you got. And in another shop, Mel Blanc is saying... I want some flowers and candy for my girl Betty. Here's my money. Okay. Hey, Joe, give this guy two daisies and a jelly bean.
2: (laughs) Mel had it
3: wrapped as a gift and presented it to Betty. Right now we find Mel sitting with Betty in her front parlor enjoying their favorite pastime, looking at the family album.
8: Oh, look, Mel, here's a picture of my cousin Dottie when she was two years old.
6: Oh, what a cute little bathing suit. Yeah.
8: And here's a picture of her taken 17 years later.
6: Hmm, still wearing the same bathing suit.
8: Isn't it awful how little girls wear these days?
6: Yeah, (laughs) Uh, terrible. (laughs) Hmm, Dotty sure is. uh... Mel,
8: turn the page. Okay. Oh, oh! oh, oh, What are you laughing at?
6: Oh, Betty, who's that stupid anemic-looking character you're standing next to?
8: (laughs) (laughs) Darling, that's you. What a
6: handsome devil.
8: <laughs> oh, here's a picture of my great-grandmother in uniform. You know, she served in the Civil War on the southern side.
6: Hmm. What do you know, a Confederate whack? <laughs> Gosh, look at Dotty. I can't get over Mel, her. Mel,
8: stop going back to that page. Oh, here's a picture of Uncle George Colby and his wife waving goodbye from the ship before they left for France.
6: Well, who's that big woman waving back?
8: That is the Statue of Liberty.
6: Oh, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Well, well, well. Mel,
8: stop looking at Dottie's picture.
6: What's the matter, Betty? You're a little cross today.
8: Well, I don't know how to break this to you, Mel, but Father is moving the family away from here.
6: Oh, but, Betty, what about your father's supermarket? He's
8: found a buyer from out of town.
6: But but where will you live?
8: Well, if the deal goes through, Daddy, and he will exchange houses.
6: Oh, Betty, we've got to get married right away.
8: Mel, you've been saying that for five years.
6: Well, I'll buy the supermarket myself.
8: But you have no money.
6: I'll go to the bank and get a loan.
8: But, Mel, you have no credit.
6: Then I'll get a GI loan.
8: Mel Blank, I refuse to wait another five years.
2: (laughs)
6: But, Betty, I may never see you again. I won't let your father do it. I'll burn the supermarket. Oh,
8: look. There's some man coming up the steps. I've never seen him before.
6: Say, do you suppose it could be the man who's going to buy the
8: supermarket? Well, Dad and I have never seen him, but he's supposed to be here tomorrow. That's why Father went out for the evening.
6: Betty, I've got it. If it is the buyer, I'll pretend I'm your father and kill the deal. Oh, but Mel... Betty, I've heard your father yell so often it's a cinch for me to do it. Besides, I'm a natural-born actor. See if I don't sound like your father. No, uh, <coughs> blank! I'll break every bone in your body.
8: But father, I mean Percy uh, <laughs> uh, Come in. How
6: do you do? My name is Billings, Percy W. Billings. I'm here on a matter of business. Is Mister Colby in? Uh, pleased to meet you, Mister Billings. I'm Colby, and uh, <coughs> this is my daughter Betty. Your daughter. You look rather young to be the father of this girl. Why, uh, uh, she's only 12 years old. (laughs) 12? She's a rather mature girl for 12. (laughs) Well, you think so? You should see her cousin Dottie.
2: (laughs) Father, get
8: away from that photograph
2: album.
6: I know that I was due in tomorrow, Mr. Colby, but my astrologer told me the stars were more advantageous for our meeting tonight. Aquarius was crossing Pisces, and the best sign for supermarkets is Aquarius and Pisces. Yes, I've seen the sign, A and P. (laughs) Oh, a fellow astrologer. Uh, uh, no, I'm uh, much more concerned with the bumps on the head. Do you use phrenology? No, band-aids.
8: <laughs> oh, let's get
6: down to business. Uh, daughter, do you mind leaving the room? Uh, Mr. Billings and I have a deal to kill, I mean to make.
8: I <laughs> father. but be careful.
6: Oh, uh, daughter, you can leave the album here.
8: By the way, I
6: hope I didn't inconvenience you by arriving tonight instead of waiting until tomorrow. The stars, you know. Oh, that's quite all right, Mr. Billings. Uh, too bad you didn't get here a little earlier. Why? Oh, you missed a beautiful fire at the supermarket. Supermarket? Yes, everybody in town was there, except Joe Moore, Phil Carr, and Mac Brown. Was it necessary for them to be there? Yeah, they're the firemen.
2: <laughs> oh, but it didn't
6: matter, the fire went on without them. That must have caused a great deal of damage at the market. What market? Oh, this is dreadful. I came here for nothing. Something must have gone wrong with my horoscope. I knew I should have had another meeting with my astrologer before I left. Oh, hello, everybody. I'm home. Oh, it's you, Mel. <clears throat> uh, haven't you left yet? You, you, you got home early, didn't you? <laughs> Who is this man? Oh, that's uh, my son. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the oldest children I've ever seen. Children? Pardon me, sir, who are you? My name is Billings, Percy W. Billings. Oh, 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 I've been waiting for you. My name is Colby. But this man's name is Colby. In fact, he just told me the supermarket burned down. Oh, so long, everybody. Uh, uh, Where are you going? To put out the fire.
2: Mel Blank?
6: Wait a minute, Mr. Billings, I'm Colby. This man is Mel Blank. The market didn't burn. In fact, I'm selling because I don't want my daughter Betty to see this nincompoop again. Well, I'm confused. There's only one thing for me to do. What's that? I must send for my astrologer and consult with him. Where is the telephone? Oh, uh, right there. Thank you. Oh, and Mel, as long as this is your last visit to my house, allow me to show you out personally. Oh, you don't have to, Mr. Colby. Oh, yes, I do. He's so polite. Oh, what a mess. If Mr. Billings consults that astrologer and buys a supermarket, Mr. Colby will move out of town and I'll never see Betty again. Gosh, what'll I do? I wonder if her cousin Dottie has a phone.
3: With your romance, use Colgate Tooth Powder. You meet a girl and say, let's dance, but that breath of trouble says no romance. Do you think you could be guilty of this breath of trouble? I mean, unpleasing breath? It happens to thousands without their knowing. So just do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder.
6: Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder.
3: And now, Victor Miller, the sportsman, and Blue Skies. Blue Skies Smiling at me Nothing
2: but blue skies Do I see No, nothing but blue skies With blue Song. nothing but birds all day
3: long never saw the sun shining so bright never saw things that were going so right Notice in the days they're hurrying by when, when you're in
2: love my mind is fly From now on Blue skies smile at me
6: The sunshine is so bright Never saw things That the days are right Noticing the days Hurry and bright When you're really in
2: love My, my, they fly high Blue days All of them gone
3: It looks like Mr. Colby is going to sell his supermarket and move out of town with Mel's girl, Betty. However, before completing the deal, Mr. Billings has sent for his favorite astrologer and has asked him to hold a meeting at the Colby house. Mel is desperately trying to figure out something to do to stop him. Right now, we find Mel in his fix-it shop talking to Betty's kid brother, Tommy.
6: Gosh, Tommy, everything happens to me. Do I have to lose my girl? Do I have to do everything wrong? Do I have to be a failure? You don't have to,
7: Mel. You're just doing what comes naturally.
2: <laughs>
7: Gee, Tommy, I wonder
6: why your father hates me so much.
7: Maybe it's because he tries so hard.
6: Oh, I just can't understand it. Is it because I have no money? Is it because I'm unsuccessful? Is it because I'm unreliable? Tommy, say something. Don't just stand there nodding.
7: <laughs> Look, Mel, it looks like my pop is going to sell a supermarket to Mr. Billings. Now, I like this town, and I don't want to leave. So I got an idea. I'm supposed to go down on the train and bring the crystal ball gazer to my house. Now... Oh, uh, wait a second, Tommy. Here comes Mr.
6: Cushing, my lodge president. (coughs) Hello, mail. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, (laughs) boo, (laughs) ugga. Greetings, mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, (laughs) ugga. Oh, uh, pardon my saying so, Mr. Cushing, but you're not looking very well. Yeah, I know. Something you ate? No, someone I married.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What an argument we had last night, Mel.
6: You had an argument with a little woman? Mel, she may be little, but she's all
2: mouth.
6: Uh, Yadda-da, yadda-da, yadda-da. All day long, she follows me around yapping at me. (laughs) You know, Mel, it's almost impossible to concentrate on my housework.
2: (laughs) Do
6: the housework? Why don't you put your foot down? Mel, the only time I put my foot down is to start the vacuum clean.
2: <laughs> Gosh, your
6: wife sure is tough. Tough. She's the toughest woman in the world. Mel, when we have an argument, my wife doesn't go home to her mother. She sends me.
1: <laughs>
2: I'd leave
6: her in a minute if she didn't have all that money. <laughs> And I don't know why I'm standing here telling you all this. It's
2: just that I don't know what to talk to.
6: Well, if you think you have troubles, Mr. Cushing, listen to this. Mr. Colby's selling the supermarket, and my girlfriend Betty's moving out of town. Well, is there no way to stop them? Well, it all depends on a certain astrologer who's arriving tonight to hold a meeting with a buyer. Well, Mel... Suppose someone sidetracks the astrologer, you take over as the astrologer's assistant, and as such, you advise this buyer not to buy. Gee, that's a wonderful idea. How did you ever think of it so fast? My boy, after living with my wife for 25 years, I've developed a criminal mind. (laughs) you going, Mighty Potentate? Well, I've got two alternatives. They're showing a Boris Karloff picture at the Bijou, or I can go home and look at my wife.
2: <laughs> so long, Mel. Ugga,
6: ugga-boo, ugga-boo, boo Oh, Tommy. Yes, Mel. Hey, do you want to stay in town? Oh, yeah. Well, here's how you can do it. Get a hold of my assistant, Zuki, and tell him to meet the astrologer at the train.
7: Oh, I get him, Mel. Well, who's going to look into the crystal ball at my
6: house? (laughs) Who do you think? (laughs) What a disgrace! Whitmore missed it two hours late. Rudy, can't you get this car
2: started? Well,
7: don't worry, I'll fix it. Now you see, you take this wrench here and you tighten the carburettor. You
2: tighten
6: the carburetor. You tighten the
7: Come on, Yogi, let's push.
8: Hello? Oh, Zuki. Oh, Whitmore the Mystic is with you? Well, where's Mel? You'll be here any minute. As the Maharaja. <laughs> okay, good, so on. Huh? Oh, uh, Father, yeah. the Maharaja should be here any minute.
6: Oh, good, good. Although, Mr. Billings, now that the deal is all set, I can't understand why you want to depend on some fake Maharaja to tell you what to do. Mr. Colby, my man is no fake. He is a Harvard graduate. His name is Whitmore, and his approach is purely scientific. Oh, well, that's the way you want it.
8: Oh, that must be him now. Come in. Hello. Oh, Yang Tao, Maharaja, he say... What's up, Doc?
2: <laughs> Who are you?
6: I didn't think anyone like you would come. You were expecting maybe Maharaja Nus Mom. Where
2: well, uh, is
6: Whitmore the Mystic?
7: Oh, Mystic couldn't come. He called Crystal Ball Union. They send me. Oh, this is ridiculous. Oh, good for you. you properly suspicious. Maharaja just make jokes. Actually, Maharaja assistant to Whitmore the Mystic. Well, that's different. Maharaja, this is Mr. Colby. Oh. Greetings. Maharaja can tell
6: Mr. Colby is a seventh son of a seventh son of a seventh son.
2: Why, well, nothing of
6: the kind. I'm the fifth son of a second son of an only son. <laughs> well, anyway, you're a son of a son.
2: <laughs> now,
6: gentlemen,
7: please darken room. Be seated. I look in crystal ball.
6: Maharaja, I've called you here to determine whether or not I should buy the Colby supermarket. Oh, supermarket, tough question to answer. You asked me about bowling parlor. That more up my alley.
8: <laughs> Maharaja.
7: Oh, oh, spirit of other world. Maharaja calls upon you. Ah, I see Uncle George calls me and wife. I see grandmother who served in civil war. And I
6: see... Uh... <laughs> yeah, who do you see? Cousin Dottie. <laughs> This is preposterous. My family dates back hundreds of years. What about the Colby who served George Washington?
7: Hmm? Me try a Colby spirit of
6: revolution. Come to me. Uh, I hear him. Listen, Granny Struga's H Moscow. What's that? Oh, sorry, wrong revolution. Oh. <laughs> uh, I see him now. He is
7: crossing the Delaware with George Washington. Washington is standing in the boat, and Colby is saying
6: something. Yes, what's he say?
2: Down in front!
6: (laughs) Just a second, Maharaja. You've done nothing but insult my family. Why, Joshua Colby was in the Fife and Drum Corps in 1776.
7: Quiet. The spirits are coming closer. Closer. I can hear it now. You can hear it? Yes. The spirit of 76. Listen. (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh,
6: Mr. Billings! <laughs> Mr. Billings, is this supposed to be a scientific exhibition of crystal gazing? Mr. Colby, this is preposterous. This assistant has wasted our time completely. The deal for the supermarket will have to wait for a more favorable time. Goodbye. Don't. Oh. Don't worry,
7: Mr. Colby. Spirit really say, don't sell supermarket. Spirit say, young man coming into your daughter's life, make fortune. Huh? His name is, uh, Mel Blank.
6: Oh, very good looking. What? That ugly nincompoop? Careful who you're calling out. Uh, Careful. Oh, I mean, uh, ah! I, 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 Mel Blank! I, it's you! Boy, oh, I'm going to break every bone in your body. Oh, but Mr. Colby... I... <laughs>
2: Mel, darling, how do you
8: feel? Oh, fine
6: I stopped you from moving away and I established a new record A new record? Yeah, that's twice I've been thrown out of your house in one day
3: Mel Blank will be back in just a minute Use Colgate
6: tooth powder, keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. Don't take a chance with your romance.
2: Use Colgate tooth powder.
3: Could it be that a breath of trouble, I mean, unpleasing breath, has spiked your romance? It's happened to thousands without their knowing. Be on your guard, night and morning and before every date. Brush your teeth with Colgate tooth powder. For Colgate tooth powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder.
6: Don't take a chance with your
2: romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder.
6: This is Mel Blank saying thanks for listening, good night, and that's all, folks.
3: This is Bud Houston reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder for a Breath that's Sweet and Teeth that Sparkle brings you the Mel Blank Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blank's Fix-It Shop.
5: Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather. Quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo Shampoo at any cosmetic counter.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the future of you and yours for a moment. Do you want to save for a college education for your children? A home of your own? Your own business? A nest egg for your old age? Thousands of wage earners are protecting their futures by buying United Savings Bonds through the payroll savings plan. Remember, your United Savings Bonds are the safest investment in the world. The Mel Blanc Show is written by Mac Benoff. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.